What's up, guys? This is the TYF Podcast. My name's Travis. I'm your host. If you're looking to level up your social media game, start setting goals and crushing life, you've come to the right place. Before we dive into the main content, I just want to take a couple seconds to say, if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. I don't charge anything for this. So that's really the, um, the only way I could get the, you know, the podcast out. And it's kind of your way of giving back to me for uh, putting out this free content for you guys. With that, we're going to start talking about the main topic today. And today we're going to be talking about depression in the younger generations. So I wanted to just start off right off the bat with some kind of hard facts. So I read a study, and I'm not sure if it was from this year or last year, but just assuming that it's this year, the NIMH, the National Institute of Mental Health, estimates that 5% of adolescents suffer from major depression. Another uh, survey showed that 9% of teens say that they have been prescribed medication for depression at some point. And then I have some statistics for uh, teen depression, which is every 100 minutes a teen takes their own life. So every, you know, almost two hours, uh, a teenager commits suicide. Suicide is the third leading cause for young people ages 15 to 24, 20% of all teens experience depression before they reach adulthood, which really, you know, it's really sad, really sad. Between, but so before these kids are even adults, they're going through this adult thing, and it's just, it makes me really sad. I don't know if everybody else feels that way, but it really, really makes me sad. Uh, between 10 to 15% suffer from symptoms at any one time, and only 30% are being treated for it. So, 70% um, of people with depression are being treated, are not being treated. I mean, that's ridiculous. That, to me, that's a crime. You've got 70% of kids with depression, and they're not getting any help. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's just something that just needs to be fixed. Um... So, so there was a, another study done by a San Diego State University psychology professor found that five times as many high school and college students are dealing with anxiety and other mental health, health issues as youth of the same age did that were surveyed in the Great Depression. So 79 years later, we've quintupled the amount of depression in this country. I wonder why that is. Um, so... This should kind of make you take a look around and just think to yourself, why? Why is this happening? Why is our nation's youth in such an awful mental state? Some people are saying that we live in an age of um, like unprepared teens. Um, kids aren't being raised with kids are being raised with unreal expectations that parents, you know, haven't taught their kids the skills they need to survive chaotic circumstances. Um, you know, the media kind of paints this picture that you have to always feel good and stay positive, but that's just not the way that life is. And I feel like a lot of times kids see that. And when they start to start to deal with some things, they just kind of feel helpless. Um, I talk about it, talked about it in my first podcast that pain is going to come and you need to learn how to use it and use it to your advantage. 
Um, it's okay to not be okay. You don't have to be okay all the time. So then there's stress, which is a good argument because there's definitely definitely more stress these days than before. Um, I, I know at least in my life, uh, stress has been linked to trigger depression and mood disorders. And they say those who have been predisposed to it by if you have a creative mind or genes. So if you're more of a creative person like a musician or maybe an artist, um, you're at more of a risk for symptoms. But environmental factors too, like diets and fast food and stuff, increased exposure to all the toxins that's in this in these foods that we put in our bodies are believed to also increase stress that factors that contribute to depression. Which makes sense because, you know, we've only really had these uh, fast food places in the last, I don't, I don't know, since the Great Depression, which is when it's quintupled. So if that's going to be a factor, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so those are two causes. But another one I personally think is a big one is technology. You know, we're just now in the last 20 years was a burst of, of new technology. Um, and a 2018 study showed that young adults are more lonely and in poor health than the elderly. So our young people are in worse shape than our old people, which really should make no sense to people. Um, but here's a quote that I found from a guy named Dr. Wester. It says, People are wired for connection. Without connection, we can feel lonely, which can eventually make us feel depressed, and then we run the risk of premature death. But that same guy said he doesn't really like to point a finger at one thing, only he says that technology can certainly contribute or exacerbate existing feelings, but it's more important to teach healthy, balanced tech habits and maintain good communication. So something that you could kind of draw out from that is to improve mental health, you've got to teach good digital health. Like I'm not saying that technology is a bad thing because it, you know, it's incredible. It's helped us in the medical field. It's allowed entrepreneurs like myself to build businesses easier, put out our content all over all these platforms. Um, that's technology being used in a positive way. But when you have kids constantly playing video games, checking social medias, and such that can create feelings of loneliness and depression. I see a lot of guys on Instagram, um, and they post selfies like every two hours. And all the captions say, should I die? Should I live? Do you think I'm annoying? Will someone be my friend? I'm lonely. I'm sorry for being annoying. You know, stuff like that. And you have to feel sorry for those people because they're obviously in pain and lonely. But that that's an example of uh, of negative use. You know, these people aren't popular or whatever, you know, and posting this stuff. And nobody likes it or comments it on it. And then they start to feel alone. And when people start to depend on likes and comments for their happiness, that's when it can get dangerous because it can causes feels of uh, feelings of loneliness and that leads to depression um last week was actually my brother's birthday so i decided to take last uh thursday through sunday off 
to just relax and be with my family. We played a lot of Fortnite, man. A lot of Fortnite. Because I was this present. And I, but I, you know, so I wanted to play with him because he was wanting me to play with him and all that stuff. I don't normally play. Um, I'd never played before last Thursday, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, I noticed something over the weekend and I was super depressed and just felt tired and unmotivated the whole weekend. And I was just kind of trying to figure out what the deal was because I don't really ever feel like that, you know? And I honestly think it was because I wasn't working. So that's kind of another uh, cause I think that is um, causing people to deal with this stuff is that nobody really works, you know? People can say that they hate to work, but people are the happiest when we're working hard. When we're, we have a purpose, we have a goal. If we're just going day by day, going to school, and then going home just to play games all night, we don't have a purpose in life, then of course we're going to feel depressed. Because our life, you know, doesn't have any meaning anymore. Um, so yeah, you know. So if you go to a doctor for this kind of thing, they're just going to want to pump you full of drugs, basically. With so many side effects, by the way, that you, you can end up worse than before. Because that makes a lot of sense, but um, people do it, you know, they go and they get prescribed their antidepressants, and they take those for years. But the thing is, you know, you're always going to have to be on those. It's not really a fix, it just kind of clouds what's actually there. Um, but, But I have something that I really think is a real solution, um, which is the gym. There have been many similar studies on this too. You know, it's not just my personal opinion. Um, There were 33 actually randomized controlled studies on depression. And this is just what I I found when I was researching um, for this podcast. But there were 33 randomized controlled studies on depression and weight training that included both men and women and uh, with over 2000 participants so participants sorry so that's a lot of a lot of people and it was varying ages so when the study was over the researchers found that the testing significantly or the training sorry my bad significantly reduced the reduced the incidence of depression regardless of whether participants had met a clinical cutoff for depression So that's, I mean, there you have it right there. I've known a lot of people who have had depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. And then they've gotten into the gym and it got rid of it. It's that powerful. I've said it before, the gym gym not only makes you stronger and more attractive or whatever else you might add. It transforms your mind. It really just, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like it's heal- it heals your soul. It, it gives you something like you're getting better every single day and you can see yourself improving. And that just does like wonders for your mental state. So guys, if you're dealing with this type of stuff, never hesitate to DM me and let me help you. I love helping people. It's why I'm here, why I'm doing this. And if you, you know, 
you've got to make sure and go give lifting a try because I promise you, it will make a difference. It's super, super powerful, and I believe in it so much. So that's that's all that I have on this topic, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.